This is a podcast brought to you by The Stress Times and The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks. I'm Chris Lim and I'm your host today. With us is Lim Hui Ping, an international wine judge and a veteran wine educator. In fact, he's my mentor. I studied under him to get my certified wine specialist and French wine scholar certification. But that's just the tip of the iceberg because there are plenty of other qualifications available, such as the Certified Wine Educator qualification. And Hui Ping is one of the pioneer CWEs, Certified Wine Educators in Singapore. Welcome Hui Ping, thanks for being on the show. Thank you Chris for having me here. So this episode, we're going to talk about wine education specifically, covering both wine education for F&B and trade professionals, as well as wine education for wine enthusiasts because there's wine investment for yourself, for your own enjoyment, as well as wine investment as consumers for wine that appreciates in value. And you need to know wine, know about wine in order to do that knowledgeably. So let's start with F&B professionals and trade professionals. Say I'm in the trade or I'm in F&B. Why should I invest in wine education for myself, my colleagues, or my staff? We're already running the business we're functioning. How does this actually help my business? Well, the quick response to that question, Chris, is uh, it's all about maximizing one's professional pursuit and also maximizing business return on Mm -hmm. investment. Many people will say success is where preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. And and I think investing in a formal education will make sure that you are not caught underprepared when opportunity comes knocking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, since knowledge is power, education levels the playing field. Mm. And as professional who has the backing of a qualification or certification, naturally, the individual will exude more confidence. Mm. And with confidence, capabilities become more obvious. It also gives a person a voice in, uh, in the field where he's working in. And I think very importantly, that confidence can build into something that will improve their personal lives. But it's a fact that the wine industry is one that requires specialist knowledge. Mm-hmm. But many confuse general love of wine with a professional level of understanding required to excel in the professional field. Exactly. You can say, oh, I've been serving wine for 20 years. Or, you know, do you know how many bottles of wine I've drunk? Doesn't necessarily mean that you are trained in the full range of knowledge that's required for your job or industry. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the other professions right now, uh, these days, for example, uh, property agents are now required to sit for exam Mm -hmm. so that they can do a good job in their professional role. So right now, it is not a strict requirement in industry to have certification yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, increasingly, we have observed that employers would like to know the qualification of any employees they are employing mm-hmm. or the current employees that's with them. Mm-hmm. Because that particular approach, or, or they, they'll be able to see how seriously their employees or future employees view their role. Mm-hmm. I think the days of learning on the job, and those days are, I think, more or less gone. And if you are still learning on the job, it is important for you to certify your years of experience. Mm. And there will be information that you learn on the job and there are gaps that you can plug in if you invest in formal learning Mm -hmm. uh, so that you can certify all the years of experience you have in the industry. In the same way that if you're in the financial field, you take a CFA course, etc. And that will raise your value in terms of beefing up your resume. So if you have something similar for wine, that helps you as well if you want to advance in your field or even move to another job in the same field. The other way to look at this, Chris, is to see it from the business standpoint. Mm -hmm. So consumers' expectations these days are changing and they are getting higher. 
I think first thing first, if you look at our market, Singapore is generally seen as an advanced economy. Mm. You would expect consumers to have an advanced economy expectation. Mm-hmm. You're going to spend money with you. Also, I think consumers these days are much more better informed. Uh, say, for example, like yourself, you're already a CSW and FWS. Mm-hmm. If you visit an outlet, I'm sure you have certain expectation when you look at a wine list, wine services, glassware, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I think those are very important things for business owners to look into too. So what you're saying is the bar has been raised actually. So consumers, people who patronise bars, restaurants, wine retail shops are more knowledgeable themselves already. Some of them are already certified in you know, various wine courses. So they expect the people serving, servicing them or advising them to have the same, if not better, qualifications? Definitely. So among the pool of our graduates we have for certified specialists of wine in Singapore, mm. we have about 350 or more, and among which I think 10-15% are wine enthusiasts. Mm. So these are people that you probably come across if you're in wine retail or in mm. a restaurant business. Mm. How much does it cost to get certified in wine then? So if I'm in the trade, I want to send my staff for a course. How much will this cost me? And are there various avenues I can use to offset the cost? For example, SkillsFuture. Yes, our two programs, the Certified Specialist in Wine, as well as the French Wine Scholar, they are approved programs under the SkillsFuture listing. Mm-hmm. So for wine enthusiasts or trade professionals who are keen to you know, invest in education, they can always go to the SkillsFuture listing to do the necessary follow-up. And we will follow up with them very quickly. So will it offset part of the cost or will it, will it cover the cost of the entire course? Roughly, how much will that help? So the credit for SkillFuture is $500 mm-hmm. uh, per person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, there's no top up being announced. But those fees can be offset for the course fee and also for the exam fees. So mm-hmm. either or, the participant can use them. So roughly, how much would I have to pay then per staff? So CSW, it's uh, 3002 mm-hmm. per person and the French wine scholar is uh, 2003 Oh, did I pay that much? My goodness. <laughs> you, you didn't pay that much, but <laughs> the fees has been increased because of the head office policy. But what if I am a wine enthusiast yes. interested in buying wine to build up my own little cellar at home in my little wine fridge and I want to assemble a collection that increases in quality as well as maintains or grows in value? Or if I'm interested in drinking more wine, investing in myself in a way that's educated and not randomly walking to a shop and buying, how does wine education help me? I find that question very interesting. Mm-hmm. As part of my preparation for this morning's uh, podcast interview, mm-hmm. I actually looked through some of the podcasts before mm-hmm. and realised that uh, there are two episodes that talk about wine investment, how to store wines, how to buy wines. But that in itself, I think, is an illustration of the importance for wine enthusiasts to pick up formal learning in wine. You know, mm-hmm. There were confidence in your sharing. Mm-hmm. Factual information, logical information that you could present or you presented and they were understood simply by your listeners. Another point to share, I think investing in a structure and formal learning can also be beneficial for businesses if you're a businessman, for example. Let's use the huge market of Greater China as an example. Mm-hmm. Wine education and learning is a big draw in China. So it's not just the trade professionals who are enrolling in wine courses. Uh, you find many consumers are also investing in wine learning. So if there are enthusiasts out there who have business dealing in China market, for example, and managing wines become part of that encounter, then perhaps this could be a son- strong reason to you know, get involved in wine learning. Should consumers or individual wine enthusiasts be intimidated about sitting in the same classroom as trade professionals? For example, I mean, you mentioned like 15% of the CSW cohort would be enthusiasts. So, you know, if there are 15 people, you know, it's just a handful will be enthusiasts. Should they be hesitant about joining a big group of trade professionals and being embarrassed? 
Well, in initial days, uh, such a fear is actually quite true. Initial batches, we probably have one, mm. two non-trade professionals sitting in the class. Mm. But these days, we get more and more. Mm. We have about four or five now, sometimes more. And, and we are quite happy with that development because it shows that the consumers want to be an informed consumer. But I think that fear is also not very founded because the way we conduct our class, as you have experienced, we're quite informal in a way. Mm. And we're quite easy and relaxed as well. We we're not really a teacher, teacher-student sort of exchange. It's really a lot of sharing and a lot of cultivating or coaching involved. Interesting they mentioned that because in this day and age, you can take a course on your phone, on the internet. You can do it in your room or even in your bathroom, in your spare time. But why should I do it face-to-face? I, I know the answer, but... There's an area which I call the intrinsic values of my education, which I think many don't notice it. Mm. The exchange between one person to the other person allows more than just learning of the subject matter to take place. There's a bit of the convivial gathering, getting to know more friends. And in fact, why learning is, is like a humanity subject. You, you learn about the places, the people, the lifestyle. And if you love food, I mean, wine and food has to go together. If I could share my own experience at the risk of sounding a bit shallow, what I enjoyed studying most face-to-face in the classroom was being able to drink the wine as I read about it, which made it easier to understand as well as remember. So that made it a lot more enjoyable. That's true. We, we share wines during each of the tutorial sessions and, and sometimes people complain because we share too much wine. No but such thing. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is because we, we, we sort of want to let the words come alive. Mm-hmm. It's just one thing to talk about how great the wine from a particular region is. But if you don't get to taste it, you need a lot of imagination. And sometimes I think we'll be too tired from all the day-to-day handling of matters that to have so much imagination. So that's the reason the wine comes into play. Thank you, Weeping, for sharing so much about wine education for us, why it matters to both professionals as well as enthusiasts. Thank you. This has been Money Hacks. Till next time, bye-bye. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor. Thank you.